Well, hello, everyone. Oh, my God. I am so excited to see you all wherever you are, you angels, you divine beings, miracle makers around the world. We have an amazing show today. We have a guest here who's going to actually teach you how you can touch, feel, see, and know the angels. So not only the angels, but Mary, Sai Baba, Buddha, Christ, we are going to have a wonderful show. I'm your host, Joan of Angels. If you are new to our show, please like, subscribe, and share. We are always really happy to see you. We just love that you play with us on these realms. So I'm going to get right to it and introduce our guest. And by the way, our other host, you're actually live with um, Out of This World with Joan and Alan. And Alan will be back in a couple of minutes, so you'll actually see him appearing like an angel onto the show. So our guest today, Michael Andre Ford, he's an American angel intuitive. And he says we can hear and see angels, Mary, Sai Baba, and Buddha with our American angel intuitive, Michael Andre Ford. On our next episode, guys, we're going to be showing all of this today. He is, he has a special gift as a photographer of angels, fairies, and other divine beings, which I think is so special that he can share these images with us. So he is um, known all over the world, actually. He's been on countless shows. He um, has quite a story. He's extremely renowned. His, his work really has taken him all over the world, teaching about angels. We can call him Michael, like the Archangel Michael. He grew up on the East Coast. He has quite a story. He didn't start off his life seeing angels, and yet now he photographs them and talks about them. And so I think we'll just bring him on and let him tell uh, us how he got to this place. All right. So Michael, Archangel Michael is what I keep hearing, you know, embodying these very, very high frequencies. You look angelic because we both have that beautiful silver white hair but i'm so grateful that you came on the show with us today how are you oh good joan great to see you again and looking forward to seeing alan too when he gets back on well he's out of this show right now but he's coming <laughs> i'm trying to play on these words so michael i think before we start i always sometimes love to have a little prayer or an invocation with people and i know in the back room with tina and i you were showing us how you sort of share these energies. And do you want to start off by kind of taking us through that? And then we really want to get into how you how you stepped into this energy. You know, you didn't sure. really have a life that we would have said was angelic necessarily. And now you're 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 photographing them and, and you're going worldwide with this. So we want to hear your story. Sure. And I'd just point out, look, this is a big topic for a lot of folks listening. They're all over the world. They've got all types of cultural backgrounds. They've had their own experiences or they think they can't have their own experiences. I'm just going to go really easy and go to 100,000 feet up and say this is just about a little more love, a little more gentleness in the present moment. Anyone or everyone has those Jedi skills. You just have to get to here. Now, for some of us, we've been adulting way too much. And so it could be decades to actually let go and drop back to the childlike heart that you've never lost but you'd never believe it. So it's kind of a contradiction. We got that duality going on. Um, so this is going to sound like a lot, but people get to do actual listening, full on, private, 
I don't get into the questions. I don't get into the answers. They're in their heart. All languages spoken, all dialects. They get hugs. The hugs can become healing. Colorblind people have seen color. And then full-on seeing. And I'm going to add one more thing. Seeing angels as full-on human beings and even going for a walk with them. One woman in the Caribbean has done that. So she almost wins the Nobel laureate in my, my world. Um, but I've got another gentleman who's spent a couple hundred hours with me who had, it just doesn't get phased. He's the most gracious. Just he's bring it on. Let me meet more angels and more guides, more Native American chiefs, more figures from India. Fairies exist. And I got to mention a gin light beings like Seth. We all know the nature of reality, the 1970s, kicking off the whole new age woo 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 thing. Jane Roberts, I think you can meet Seth, but you can meet other light beings. And that should uh, not that should be enough to rock the whole Medi SETI UFO community and especially, you know, the Jeremy Corbels and so on. But remember, we're all doing our own version of reality. And so do we have the space and time to actually call a timeout, ditch our thinking and want to do any of these introductions? Uh, maybe in 20 years, maybe in 10 years, if I do my job right, this will be a more popular thing to do your own listening and get any answers to any questions. OK, well, you know, people here, are, a lot of people are trained to ask for help from outside and, you know, even some people say, well, when you call in your angels, you're asking for help from outside. But let's start with how did you become like this photographer of these orbs and these angels and, and Sai Baba and Buddha? Like, I want to know how we can all learn how to do that. Yes. How did this sure. begin? Well, out of panic. I mean, I started hearing and seeing and feeling, and this would be around uh, 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere in there. Um, I was in New York City for 20 years or so, uh, corporate Wall Street, the first couple of years, public relations after that. So I started uh, representing like, you know, executive recruiters, law firms, venture capitalists. And then it, with the whole 9-11 thing, I went in-house. Um, I had my own PR agency at one point, but I went in-house with law firms. Uh, I was at a 28th largest law firm in America, like NASCAR. Then I got poached to Formula One to a top 10 billion dollar revenue law firm I peaked out at like 230 grand a year for salary. I was doing 1,100 media interviews personally uh, out there in a single year. So I put people on the front as page. As an attorney? No, as a publicist. I put people as on the front publicist. page. publicist, okay. Yeah. I put people on the front page of the Wall Street Journal back on CNN when CNN was normal. Oh. So I was the go-between. I had an expert, usually an attorney, but sometimes a congressman, the OECD oh. secretary general, um, various high profile folks, and then a journalist on the other side. So it was a matchmaker and I have a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of energy. Everyone in New York thought I was from California. And long story short, the Lehman crisis came along and I got laid off in a third round of stealth layoffs with 72 others an hour's notice. And I went straight to my brand new home in Austin, Texas with no game plan. And I started seeing, hearing and feeling. And it was the shock of the layoff and a couple other little things that kind of popped me out of thinking. I realized um, and I've always been, hopefully, um, for the most part, a pretty high energy, happy guy. Oh, but, yeah. but the bottom line is um, I didn't know much then. I don't know much now. And I had to claim my space, fill my house, put stuff on the wall, start cooking more, more color. I started growing stuff like I used to kill every plant. No more. I learned how to garden. I grew flowers. I took photos of flowers. But when I started to see balls of light and how I had a lot of little like kahuna like experiences, 3.30 in the morning getting woken up. I'm the guy who rolls over in bed and skips it. Um, and then the next night I got up, you know, even if I made it to my living room getting woken up in the middle of the night, I would flip the TV on to avoid the lesson. 
I would watch MTV or I'd watch an old black and white movie, but the black and white movie would be an angel movie or the music video would be lyrics like this. Hello, hello, hello. I just came by to say hello. And that was my guardian angel finding a way to make it humorous and to reach me regardless. My cat, my cat Macy was braver than I. She would trot out to the living room every time when I was rolling over in bed. I'm not the best student, but while I'm a slow learner and everything, it's taken me six months to two years to learn. I teach people like that. So stuff that you did pre-show might've taken me six months, but most people just do it in 10 seconds. So I'm a fast teacher, slow learner. And uh, I would describe it this way, deer and 70 million headlights 10 years ago, now 69.9 million. Well, okay. So I'm gonna get a word in edgewise here. I already figured, they already told me exactly why you were chosen for this job, which is because you actually had so many media contacts that they wanted to go global. <laughs> they wanted this to go global and worldwide. So they weren't going to take a relative unknown, relatively unknown. They took you because you actually, like, I, I can tell you just like leaped out with this when you, when, and that's why you've been going worldwide with, the angelic realms and these and this ability to see into these other dimensional realms, which is so important for us. Sure. For us. And look, it's all going to sound like a lot. And I know half your audience, two thirds, most of your audience is accustomed to hearing all sorts of topics. But for anybody just stumbling in on this, just picture it this way. We're human. We've got thinking that gets in the way of a lot of stuff. It's thinking's not going away. It's our opportunity for growth. We all have room for expansion and growth. But Picture beings just beyond the human experience that are unconditional love. No interference unless you ask. So if you're not into this, you're okay. But for those who are game, just be like, hey, I could use a little help. And that's one-way communication that we all do. We just, could all use a lot of help. Yeah. it needs help right now. Each and every one of us does. So I think this is so timely. And the question, what will you allow for? So it's nice I've got all the photos. I used a little sure shot camera as sort of a in panic mode to take photos. And I was very fortunate and given, you know, thousands of photographs. Um, I use maybe 50 or 60 of them for helping folks. Um, you look at a photograph, you calm down, get to your heart, you ask, you listen, you ask, you get a hug. Photos can move and change color. Historical photos can wink and smile. So for anybody wanting to right now, just pop over to my website. It'll be flashing wherever it's on the screen. Um, find on the first page, photos of angels, the silhouette of the angel. Um, you can put your hand out. You can feel the vibe. But if you use the Audrey Hepburn photograph, an angel, um, she'll wink, smile, nod, eyebrow goes up in a static photo. We know photos can't move, but this is really about no limits. And if there are really no limits, maybe there are really no limits. So what will you allow for? Head over to the website. My only suggestion for an aid is like a Boy Scout pledge. Just Put your hand on your heart. You don't have to do that. But ask angels to get you out of your head, into your heart, and to make it nice. Own it with a thank you, amen, rock and roll, om Siram. And that is it for my structure. I mean, pen and paper is nice to write down your answers. And the record there is 48 pages of answers, nine hours in Australian. I don't hang around for nine hours. Well, okay. Look, look who is here with us. And I was just about to ask you if you want me to show the website a little bit. Here's Alan. Okay, hey. here's Angel. Sorry, I'm late. I had a big meeting with a famous astronomer, Avi Loeb, if you know who he is. Oh, wow, yeah. 
and he we were talking about the extraterrestrial phenomena, but Joan was much more qualified than me to talk about angels because she, of course, is Joan of angels. So, Joan, what did you discover from Michael while I was gone? Well, here's what I discovered that the angels knew that Michael would be able to go worldwide and global to bring the angelic forces, the celestial realms, and really kind of help people see them more and help people become more aware because I think they knew we were going to go into difficult times and we needed this kind of, 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 of being able to connect with our guides and angels. And so I think you are per the perfect person and that's what we've been getting into. Well, are we? How do we actually connect with our? I guess he went over that with you. Sorry, I was late. Oh, you think he did it that fast? Just like that? Are you kidding? What? Well, <laughs> I want to connect now. with our angels. I'm connecting with Joan. She's my angel. So exactly. So people just make a simple request. Literally, you ask angels to help you out of your head into your heart. And own it with, you know, setting your intent, own it with an amen, rock and roll, thank you. That's about it for my entire bit of structure. I have the photographs of angels, fairies, Plato. I use those as sort of a prop to get people started. Actual photos of angels. They're on my website. We put them up earlier. Um, but you look at the photo, you ask, you listen, you hear a little whisper. It's Alex's voice for one second. The second you let go, a real personality kicks in. And then um, I help people take like 60 little baby steps Uh one action, though, could be 30 of those steps. It depends on how much letting go they're doing, um, but they're getting to their heart. It's, it's like a good cup of coffee. How do you know? How do you know the good cup of coffee tastes good? Um, there's just something to all this that's beyond words, beyond structure, beyond what we're accustomed to. And yet this is how you get any answer to any question, get hugs. And then you start to see at a like a light energy level around the room, um, balls of light, glitter, sparkles, I mean, a million different shapes. And then when you're ready, look out your window, look out your door. If you're really gutsy, look in your room and see angels standing there. I've had show hosts see an angel like standing over my shoulder or balls of light. Are we going to do that right now? Can we it's do up that? to you. Uh, what will you allow for is the question. Well, up for it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, right. just, just let it be during the conversation here. And we were, we, before the show went on, um, both Tina and Joan got to partake just a little bit. Well, why and don't Joan, we start with you do it, sending us the sage? Sure. And, um, and let's work. And, and this is good for Alan because I don't know if he likes to be in a room with sage, but I think this will be good <laughs> yep. because it won't be as strong, but it'll be, and you'll exactly. smell it. So Alan, you've already been having good conversations with Avi. Just go ahead and give yourself permission to let go. If anybody wants to ask their higher self to assist, do it. But my only gig is uh, angels. You might as well ask them as well to make it nice. Mm -hmm. And then you'll catch this one of a do dozen different ways. Some people taste it on their mouth, leave your mouth a little bit open. Um, I'm getting a nice flame going. And I'll tell one dad joke that hopefully you haven't heard, because if you're laughing, you know you're in your heart. Um, what do you call a baby camel born with no humps? Humphrey. Uh, and just uh, say when, when you catch a little bit of sage, Joan, you're already getting it. I'm laughing so much, though. Okay. Well, I could imagine the sage. Does that help? Oh, I it think does. I just caught a little head. whiff, little subtle whiff. There you go. And can the people in our audience smell this, too? 
Yeah, I've done this on shows in Australia, New Zealand, Germany, Canada, US, and, that, and audience members will report in, plus the studio staff. Tina and Joan did this same thing before the show, and Tina got it as well. Um, and if well, it's we'll ask our, our question, audience too. Let us know if you smell, what you're smelling, and how does it get you exercises? Hey, remember, wasn't it Einstein or somebody who said, no time, no space? So if there are no limits in life, you knew it as a kid, maybe there are really no limits. That's what this is all about. So you do have to allow for something beyond what the mind, the linear mind is going to allow for. Remember your book, throughout your book, there are 12 or, I, I know, I hit your book. You should have seen my household wondering, why am I reading a book? I never read books. And wow. I was on my way to Hawaii and I've got to give a plug to Alan's book uh, for the audience. I hit that thing and I read it so fast. Um, it's got a lot of great, very famous people doing chapter by chapter. But you, you literally hit on a lot of the critical tenets of everything I do at this end. Um, yes, there it yeah. is. But my favorite quote. Why don't you write me a review? Hold it up again, Joan, so everyone can see it. <clears throat> there you go. Well, I appreciate contact. that. And thanks for connecting me with your uh, friend Paula as well. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. She's uh, she's jumping from radio to radio and TV. So you're going to um, make sure you're getting both of those. Not Don't, don't do too soon for the interview. Um, I would add, so look, people can meet angels. People can meet fairies. They can meet passed over relatives and pets. They can meet light beings, which should intrigue a lot of folks because, you know, in the UFO community, there's aliens. And then I'm going to just stick to the unconditional love spectrum. So think yeah. more light and think uh, light beings to me are more like whales and angels are more like dolphins. Um, Seth, you can talk to Seth. There's an angel uh, light being named Grace. Um, and they can, I think a lot of the light being community thinks chandelier pinpoints the lights and you're not going to get any like personality. You're not going to get a physical version, but you can get a physical version. It's, you're really having to let go and trust everything. And that's where I'm good at helping you just see your aura on your hands. Um, see, seeing light blowing sage through helping you suspend your disbelief so that you can trust your heart. Your heart is like a Jedi, a Jedi knight. Um, you've got all the capabilities and skills to allow your boundaries to get pushed out, connect to the universe one-on-one, -on -one, and to go, um, I don't know what to call it, full unconditional love, full connecting to everything, all with a capital A. Well, maybe Joan asked this question, but how you were kind of a regular guy, I think. How did you wake up to the angel reality? What sure. And look, I, I mentioned this earlier, the layoff at a billion dollar law firm in New York. I was in New York for 20 years. But, you know, in the 70s, Oprah was my local broadcaster on a news station before she got famous and did all the self-help and spiritual work. Um, I, you know, I would fail any test. I skipped half my Plato reading in Middlebury College, my political science major. Um, and I, I met Plato's part of the crew and uh, I got a little ribbed for skipping the reading. Um, the point of this is you don't have to know anything. You don't have to have a certain background. You don't have to go to Machu Picchu. You can meet figures from India, no problem. Um, Vishnu, Krishna, Ganesh, Sai Baba, Sri Kalashwar, um, Lakshmi, and so on, Rama. Um, but this is eyes open and it's also eyes closed. You can get a guided meditation, you know, 30 seconds with me, but angels take over and make it nice. India comes to you. You sit with India figures, but that doesn't mean angels aren't present. And Hollywood wardrobed out in India garments. Um, and it doesn't mean your relatives aren't present, but they're parked further back so you don't get too distracted. It's all, 
it's all like Burger King, the 1980s, you know, have it your way. So if you're coming from an Indian cultural background, you're going to get it that way. If you're Catholic, you're going to get it the Catholic way. Um, I generally don't get folks who come in, though, and are like, oh, no, I never want to meet any India figures. Um, it's it's usually you have to be super open to even get to me in the first place. What, what, what was the first moment you connected with an angel? That's what I want to hear. Oh, sure. Um, I'll just give one little example. Um, I had a lot of little stuff happening in my new house in Austin, Texas. An angel named Joy, who I held up her photo earlier, um, when she first showed, it was like a pink Roman candle out of a Disney movie. The carpeting in my living room, maybe this big, a big pink whoosh, like a Roman candle shot out of the floor through the ceiling. And I hear a hello and hi, I'm Joy. And I was just dumbstruck. Uh, and then seconds later, another pink whooshing candle. And, um, you know, yeah, you're left for three or four months wondering what the heck you just saw. But there's lots of little experiences like that. And I mentioned earlier, before you get on the show, you can see angels in full on human form. So they can sort of beam in, not disrupt anything too much. And, uh, and you can even have interactions with them that way, full on human form, not just seeing in your backyard and chatting at a distance and seeing, you know, Jesus, Archangel Michael, Joy the Angel and Audrey Hepburn. But you can actually see angels in human form. And Do lots we of have folks to know that they exist in order for them to help us because that's like that's what people. Are There's no help. interference. Uh, you're, I mean, think of Joseph Campbell and the Power of Myth. You're perfectly good. You're living a great life as it is. You don't have to do any of this. Don't don't bother. Um, but on the other hand, if you're game or you're open and you could use a little help, any answers to any questions, hugs, healing, and more. Some stuff's written though. Um, some stuff's not. If you don't ask, you don't get. Um, so they're available, but it's take it or leave it really. Uh, it's constant love and think of love as a constant and think of our typical lives, not talking angels or light beings or anything else. We're on iPhones and devices quite a bit, except for in Mexico. Um, and when we come home from Even work, here. yeah, but when we come home from work, half of us are glued to the iPhone and we don't say hi to the dogs or cat as, as well as we should, or if it's kids, how much are we really saying, I love you? In a, in a typical day, how much are we actually dealing in love? Most of the time it's thinking unlove. I'm not knocking thinking. I'm not saying it's all negativity, but a lot of it's a waste of energy. Um, and so there's something here and there's something here. And that's the starting point for a lot of people's journey is the discovery of the difference in the vibe between up top and down below. Consciousness, awareness, unconditional love, universal love, whatever you want to call it. Thousands of terms, thousands of cultural terms, religious terms, philosophical, Plato's cave. Um, but when you learn the difference here, that's when your journey starts. And that's when you can start hearing, feeling, seeing full on. It's much more available now. And this is something that's difficult for the wellness, holistic, woo-woo-woo, spiritual communities to embrace. They're just not used to embracing full on. Like kick me out of the way, kick the institutes out of the way, kick the researchers out of the way. And it's a little bit like uh, what everybody cites that, uh, is it the physicist from the 1900s uh, who says all the scientists have to die out before we get to the big discoveries. There were our own blocks, so to speak. The scientists themselves can block their own research. It's the same with every organization out there. Um, this is limiting with the human thinking being involved. But I like what you're going. I like where you're heading because if the world was open to this, we'd live in a much more 
happy, peaceful, compassionate, loving world. And I check, I, I don't ask too many of the big picture questions, but one time I asked an angel named Dale who coached an Olympic athlete, um, did the epilogue to listening to angels, that short little book. Um, I asked him how fast, if everybody was gung ho on the planet, like gung ho, like wanting to do this, wanting to get their answers, wanting to be angels and beyond, um, how fast could it, could it go for just more consciousness, more gentleness, more love? And it was three hours was the answer. Now, I think it's more like 30 years. Good luck with it. But because thinking doesn't go away. I, I know exactly where folks are at or are skeptical or whatever on this. I'm, I was in their shoes um, and I flipped and I'm, I'm much more easygoing about this. There's constant amazement and you're just never going to figure any of this out. Try to grasp it all you want. Good luck. Are they, are they with you all the time? Like, are they just sort of beaming in and beaming out? Or, or yeah, you you've got... Yeah, you've got privacy though, so don't don't like thinking's going to want to run with it and be like, oh my god, I'm a fish in a goldfish bowl. I've got no privacy. That's not it either. Uh, it's it's this is transdimensional channeling. I do for an you know interdimensional experience. If you want to view it that way, I was it's, looking for some yeah. of your pictures. If you can put it in the chat, I'll I'll show some of those pictures. I just couldn't find them on your website. Sure, it's um, and look, love is a constant. And that's what I was getting at is we have a way of tuning out because we're too busy with work or the tasks at hand. The rat race is thinking itself. It's not Chase Bank. It's not some big institution or that country or this country. Um, and it's not the other people. So it's our thinking is the only block, the only limit to us letting go and having just an incredible experience. And let me say it a different way. You can be happy now in this very moment for no reason whatsoever. Good luck with that but you have access to pure happiness, pure love in any moment, but everything else takes you away from it. Uh, somebody threw litter on the beach, you see it and you're upset and you're no longer happy anymore. So sorry about that. <laughs> well, let me ask you, do you, Joan calls herself Joan of Angels. Do you see her angels? Because I think they're always with her, guiding her. Well, angels are always, always with you. And uh, my big thing is to help everyone turn on their skills. So I try not to tell anybody anything. I find that, you know, I can, I start a session with a person and I'm hearing and seeing a lot about them. I find it of zero value unless I need to just inch them along a little to tell them a single thing. It's like the dad who hogs the bike when they're trying to teach the kids versus the dad who lets the kid figure <laughs> out on their own. They're going to get twice or 10 times the value of that experience. So what I love about this is there's so many little baby steps you can take. The photographs will move. The photographs will give you a hug. Put your hand out to the photograph. The very first page of the website has a few angels, Geronimo, Sai Baba. Use Sai Baba's historical photo, but let him wink and smile or something in the photo and watch your reaction. The ego is going to say, I didn't just see that eyebrow go up or the smile. And that's your ego. You, this is a, partly about meeting and taming your ego. And for once and for all, letting go of the control it has over your intake on reality. Well, you're really talking about living in a magical world. This is like magic um, coming back to human beings, like the, the Avalon, King Arthur kind of, you know, things are really magic. Things are real in a good way. Things are sure, really sure. And But kids, most kids get to live in that world. And then some people stay intact from their childhood and adulting doesn't cut them off. 
think of Scrooge at the beginning of Christmas Carol. We're at that time of year. And it's a 79-page short book. We all remember Scrooge as the meanest guy on the planet. He's dental floss for a connection to life. That's it. And he is checked out as much as one can be checked out short of dying. But then he has, what, a two-minute experience? They stretched it out movie-wise into an hour. Um, and he comes around. And by the end of the book, we forget he's the biggest joy bringer, still a great businessman. And you'd want to run into him on the street. His vibe crosses the street that people are tipping their hats from across the street to him. That's how far out his presence is extended by the end of that book. And that's all this is, is your own authentic presence. If we go a little Buddhist, Tibetan stuff. Um, it's your own wind horse. It's your own authenticity. It's your own connection. Because you can, you can see your soul, eyes open in the sky. That's pretty cool. It's like Aurora Borealis, whatever it's called. You can close your eyes and walk the Akashic Records. You can hear about your past lives. Um, I always try to suggest not to get too caught up on that. Um, I think the guided meditations are the best. You, Tibet comes to you. The Middle East comes to you. You sit. Maybe you share food with your eyes shut. It's angel time, dream time, aboriginal, but five minutes of our time is 10 minutes over there. And guess what? Angels just know how to make it a ceremonial, I don't know, flair, the right way for the right person. Some people need healing. One woman got taught a Lakota, Lakota Sioux song, and she had studied Lakota Sioux. I went to high school with her. I was blown away by that one. And she got to do a dance with Native American chiefs. Who does that? <clears throat> well, what if, if someone's having a hard time, like, like sometimes me or Joan and... Or like um, the rest of us. <laughs> like the, rest like of the planet. <laughs> How do we... What's that little key to remember these beings are around us helping us? What's, what's a little thing you give yourself? Like sure. Um, you're not alone. You're always heard. Remember, I love like Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks, the whole pivoting thing. Um, you know, good luck telling somebody who's really feeling stuck and they're, they've got significant pain. They've got real details. And it's hard to let go of those details because the mind's going to fixate on the situation. Ego, one of the top 10 lines from ego is my problem is. And, but positivity itself is abundance. This isn't about externals. And I'm not saying you can't get any answers for business and people do that all the time, but I, there's something, a core level of cultivation in the moment, the now, your presence. It's what Seth said. This isn't about externals. This isn't about an institute or class. We're talking about going through your reality, what you know through your heart. That's the doorless door, the gateless gate, the whole Zen thing. Um, that's the entrance point into that interdimensional connection to the universe to love. And that's why I love this because love is such a constant that all you have to remember is that your thinking is the only thing that can cut you off from that love. It's in you tremendously, smiling, breathing, taking a nap, going for a walk, touching a tree, barefoot on the grass. There's a million ways to rediscover getting from here to hear, but for some people that's a decades long journey or two lifetimes, three lifetimes. Do you, do you recommend that people like try, like I, I know that you captured a lot of these images. I couldn't, I, one thing down here is our Wi-Fi isn't so good. So I, I really couldn't find them. Ah, okay, Whoa. perfect. But can we, you know, people who are listening, it, would it be easy for us to go and say, okay, Angel, I wanna see you and then use our camera and somehow capture them? Yeah, I mean, the way, I found it got easier to take photos as if I'm playing ball with my dog. If I take a photo and nothing's gone on and I'm not really present, um, maybe there's one or two angels in the distance. But if I'm playing ball with my dog and laughing hysterically because she's awesome, her name is Joy, named after that angel, the pink ball light I was just showing, 
then it's like snowflakes everywhere. It's a huge difference. And so uh, you, if you danced a little, if you have a favorite song, you know, a factor of two error in the uh, starting time. Oh. Oh, no, I didn't do it. We, who are we channeling now <laughs> from the other yeah. side? So do you Me channeling on, on last interview? Sorry, it just went, went on. Okay. So, but, um, so do you feel like you have contact with the other side or, you know, like that yeah. there is this other side or veil or? Here's a concert and it's not raining and I don't know how much it's going to glare here, but. Can we make that full screen, uh, that picture for who's. Um, uh, um, I could wait, hold on. There's an art form to making him solo. Oh, there we go. There wow. we go. Okay. Where is that taking place? That's in Austin, Texas at Stubbs Barbecue. Anybody traveling to Austin, make sure you look at their concert schedule. It's an incredible amphitheater for a couple thousand folks. Great venue. But you know that high vibe when you're really having a good time at a concert? This is two-door cinema club, the Irish band, or it was M83, the French band, one of them. Uh, and, and you know a high vibe. We've all done the 70s, the 80s, the 90s in a concert. What do you think's going on? You're connecting to everything at once. And that's, that high vibe exists. And it's really hard to allow yourself to let go with all that you know. We love holding on to concrete knowledge. We love holding on to what we think we know. We, we love holding on to our expertise. But the second you let go of everything and just relax, a good laugh, a good smile, a good hot shower, uh, hand-holding with someone, walking, connecting to nature. I mean, there's a, touching water, swimming. Um, the second you let go is when you start to connect. It's just, it's so much simpler than people realize. Yeah. Okay, so how do we do it? Your enthusiasm is angelic. It's, a, it's, a, it's uplifting. I'm, I'm very enthusiastic. That's the one word that is absolutely spot on here. Um, but think about it this way. Uh, angels are just here to help with mankind, a little more available than previously. Um, you have to invite that help, though. There's what would be the point? Just like I don't like to tell anybody anything. It's so much better if you take your own steps. Um, it's the same way for them helping us in our development to just why, allow. Yeah. Why are they more available now than previously? Hmm, it's in my appendix in my book, but I don't retain much. Let me try to think. Um, it's just, it's where we are. We're ready for less rat race, less thinking and more gentleness, more compassion. And I got to go on a tangent. We keep mentioning the world and all the messed up stuff. But remember that Wayne Dyer quote, remember uh, complex people live in a complex world and you know, loving people live in a loving world, same world. It's a little bit of that where you, the one thing I've learned in 10 or 11 years, a couple thousand folks being helped. And again, remember if people do this individually, and they're comfortable with each other, they can have a joint experience, joint seeing, joint hearing, joint feeling. Um, but what I was going to say is the one thing that I've really picked up in 10 or 11 years now is uh, uh, where you put your focus is where you put your focus. That's a safe sentence. But what I'm saying is you can spot my, my problem is the problem is over there. John is a jerk. That country is a bad country. Or you can practice growing the flow of love that's universal, that's within you, around you, the force from Star Wars. And if you can practice that, that's the key that opens the door to your own soul development. It, it just accelerates it. You're already on some sort of path, whether it's this lifetime, next lifetime, you know, last lifetime. You're on some trajectory. You're getting your lessons. It's just a question of how much do you want to pay attention? Maybe not for a decade, maybe not for two decades. I'm a slow learner. But everything's your instruction. Let's go Pema Chodron. 
So, so let's say that we all want to see angels. I'm assuming all of all of you guys out here are on because you'd really like to. Let's actually let's see Sai Baba. Like, how would we go about doing that? Sure. You could just head over to the website, put your hand out to the photo, feel the energy first, feel a vibe. If you feel like you can't do it, I mean, I remember the first time I tried to use my hand, I watched a person close off my property using Sage. I was still hiring someone else 10, 11, 12 years ago to clear my property in Austin because I, I didn't trust my own ability. And I got a chance before he closed off the property, got to the corner, Sage, the whole property, but he hadn't closed it off. And he had a little girl come over and put her hand up and she felt it before and the after. And I did this as well, but I'm like, is it working? I went to a candle later and I'm like, can I even feel heat? And then I, I, I got over the concept. So I, so I actually let go to allow my hand, my body knew what to do. Your heart knows what to do. The brain just has a million little details and I'm, I'm not sure, better not. Are you, can we do this? How do we do this? It's got all the questions that get in the way. You, how do you go swimming? How do you take a hot shower and enjoy it? How do you listen to your favorite music and do the when you do this? How do you cook your favorite meal and how do you sing out loud? You just do it. No thought, pure action, pure heart, pure connection to all. And that's where I would argue that this is uh, any athlete who's been in the zone, any artist, any musician, any pianist, any um, anybody who's got any particular skill doing anything, even just reading a book and being lost in the book for three hours. That is suchness. That is samadhi. That is satori. That is letting go with no thought in the way you're breathing life into everything you touch and do, or you're connecting to all, you're one with the book, you're in the book, whatever you want to call it. So everyone's got this skill. You just don't give yourself any credit for it. And that's why you need a little kick in the butt uh, to trust that you've already got it all. I think we should do an angel conference, Joan, at Portal to Ascension. Well, I think we should. We have enough angels around and everyone has, you know, what's so interesting, Michael, is everyone has a different way to connect with angels. You started through your photography and through this energy that, that showed up in your living room, right, as the angel joy. But people do have all these other different ways to, to connect as well. Now, okay, see this? Four so archangels with three more off camera. I cropped it. But Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Uriel in there, and they're not circles. I mean, a lot of people like to just say no, orbs. Okay, yeah. They're not UFOs either. <laughs> they're not saucers. Okay, wait. I, I asked about UFOs one time without getting into my details. Um, no, let's, let's just say I had a little experience. And angels were like... What did the UFO, did they come to you? I just, I just happened to see a couple like lights that were definitely not human. Yeah. And the bottom line is I asked angels about it and I was told, just leave it alone. You're protected. Don't worry about the details. Here's all the archangels together. I don't think I've ever shown this one on a show before. Let's see. Can we make that full? Can you raise that a bit? Let's see. We'll I'm not you. seeing it. I'm seeing our reflection. Uh, where, oh, the, the lights. Are we looking yeah. At and oh, it's wait, really those lights are not my camera. No. Okay. So I thought that there was something wrong with the screen for a minute. No, and I'll, I'll show a fairy instead. That's easier. It won't blow up so bad. Um, there's a fairy named Ginger. How do you wow. know her name is Ginger? Hey, so how do you know a good cup of coffee? Good cup of coffee is a good cup of coffee. How do you know when you're listening to another person at the supermarket? And that's just basic introductions. You connect to the photo, you trust a few things, you get your energy flowing, you feel a hug, you feel some energy, you can ask for flowers. 
you ask for lavender. You're really into lavender. You smell lavender. At some point, you let go on all the questioning that's blocking up here. It's like a good golf game. How do you get your swing going and start kicking butt and chewing bubble gum at the same time? You got to let go and get in the flow. If it's athletics, it's whatever we're talking about. But once you start to realize you're transacting, especially like questions, your psyche, when you realize you can get any answer to any question for career relationships, your personal development, whatever you're into, that's when your psyche goes, okay, I really want those answers. And it kind of gets behind the process long enough that you stay open. You start to get the hugs. You start to see. And um, some people shut down again, like six days later, just because the ego's like, whoa, we're not used to this much unconditional love. That's not going to happen again. If I've got any say about it, that's your ego talking. But once the, the jig is up and once you burst out of, you know, kind of the ego's hold, um, you can repeat it again. It might be another year before you do it. It's up to the individual. I, I, I you know. I can't be with a person 24 seven. I try to stay out of it as much as possible. I don't even get into the topics. I ask a person to pick a fruit name to represent their topic. If it's about leukemia, cousin Fred, their career stuff, they just say watermelon, papaya or blueberries. So I make sure they get enough servings of blueberry. How about that? Great. It's any answers to any questions, all languages, all dialects. Um, I've been collecting different testimonials from different countries. I just got an Italian one. Woman was wonderful. Um, but, but so do you think more and more people now are opening up to the angel realities? Yes. And why do you think that? Are you getting uh, I, stories? I, I think it's time for mankind. Uh, just again, a little more gentleness, a little more compassion. I mean, let's, let's go over the definition of compassion for a second. Uh, I've been collecting definitions of compassion. No two definitions have been the same. I've stuck them all over my website, my social media. I love it when Mother Teresa says, compassion is like a deep breath for many. Because this is about slowing down and being in your heart. There's a lot of us that aren't going to do that for at least six months straight at a time. If I'm working in a big city, I think I've got a lot of roles, responsibilities, tasks, and stress, and you don't understand my situation. I don't have time to breathe. So for many, a deep breath is as close as you're going to get to any of this. Mm -hmm. um, but compassion, uh, let me give you another one. Compassion is all, I think Jesus said this one, all moments, each breath, breathe, feel, be, see with the heart, all of it. Uh, now, let me ask you another important angel question. What is the substance? How many angels on the head of a pin, I guess you can ask, but... What is what are they actual not physical because they're energetic, but what are they or is it all projection of the infinite mind or uh, is there a sure. they come in all shapes and sizes, all different colors, all different backgrounds, all different sorts of roles in terms of their specialties. They do have specialties. Um, you can see them as full and human. You can see them in more Obi-Wan Kenobi 1977 when he was fizzly after he had been chopped down in Star Wars. So you see them in your backyard. They look very real, but it's different than a human showing up that's an angel, sparkly eyes holding open the coffee shop door for you. Maybe you were meant to talk to them, maybe not. Um, you can see them as a little ball of light here. But to go hardcore on the question, I'd argue it's all interdimensional. It's multidimensional. It's the universe. It's, it's the intersection of all. It's light. Some people say angels are beings that never incarnated. They've always known the infinite source, so they never had to come into form. Do you believe that? Uh, hey, there are some that have not actually physically come down in human form. There are others who might have done a stint. 
uh, I mean, it would be like a person's past lives. There's plenty of people who get really into those details and have to have all 28 of them or 75 of them listed out and they're going to spend six months on it. I mean, in any which direction you can get caught up. Um, I love the fact that people can get any answers to any questions. So I think that's the big pull or draw. A good American these days wants their answers. They should have their answers. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the act of letting go to get those answers is the big shebang. I mean, I think it's great. You can have 48 pages of answers. And probably three months later, it's not useless. You've poured through the answers. If you're a business person, you've acted on them. But then everything's changed again. You want more answers. Um, it's the act of letting go and trusting your heart. Like, when was the last time any of us went to a mirror and said, I love you? Like, out of Angela, Angel hyphen A, that Luc Besson movie, Black and White in Paris from 10 years ago or whenever. It's a beautiful guardian angel movie. But an exercise in the movie is saying I love you to yourself. I mean, it's hard enough to get off the iPhone and say I love you to your pets, your kids, your loved ones, and to do it enough and to be in the moment. Forget all this angel stuff. Uh, that's the challenge is we got a ton of thinking, technology, distractions, this, that. How often you might live on the beach. How often are you walking on the beach and actually doing it? Florida, when I lived there, None of us went to the beach. Uh, right. So right in front of you all the time. So do you feel like they're here to help humanity here now? Or are they here to help us individually or collectively? Yes. Do they give you clues about how to handle the things that are going on here on our planet? Yes, to help us navigate it all, to help mm -hmm. us navigate our... It, once you've discovered sort of the difference between thinking, awareness, that's when your personal unique life path hardcore kicks in. And that's what's a wonderful bit of exploring to do. You signed up for some sort of special journey here, whether you knew it or not. And it's not my place to tell you a thing about it. I stay out of those details, but angels start kicking out some good detail. Plus, you can go back in time and ask, why did you get the brown shoes, not the blue shoes that birthday? I'm, I'm being facetious. But you can ask why your life took a certain path that it did. Um, why the relationship then? Um, everything is about learning, if you ask me. Um, a lot of it seems painful, an illness, or this, or that. Something happened that was tragic. Um, but to me, all of it is your instruction. All of it is more love. All of it is your gateway or your entrance point to that opening. And it all begins with asking. Yeah, and uh, something that came up this year that's from an angel named Charlotte. Like Archangel Michael, Charlotte, and Rebecca are my business managers. But she said, ask more. I mean... Let's do it this way. It pretends a little box. And from the box, you can get any answers. You can get a hug. You can get healing. You can ask for anything. You can see angels directly. We are so linear and so stuck in routine and so stuck, generally speaking, and we might not know it. You'd think you're perfectly happy at a certain level of existence, but there's always more love and always more to experience and always more to flow uh, in interactions with other people. It's soul to soul level contact when you bump into a total stranger. So that stuff is what makes the world go round. It's, you know, love. It's the living moments happen when you're in your heart, but good luck with that. I'm talking two hours a day, max extra living in your heart. Uh, I'll quote an angel on this. 7% less thinking is the max that's in the cards for humanity right now. You're not going to ditch your thinking, go enlightened, start levitating around and, you know, yell kumbaya. Um, we're talking just 7% less thinking a week. I don't have a calculator, but I think it's like, just under two hours a day. Find something that you're thrilled about each day. Joseph Campbell, follow your bliss. You can meet Joe, um, but find something to just, whether it's yoga, reading, going for the walk in no particular direction. Ask the angels to catch you 
not off guard, but to beat your defenses, to penetrate in with that butterfly made out of light that's not real, that your jaw drops on and you go, okay, something just happened. Holy cow, what was that? Uh, or it's a stranger waving hi who says just what you were thinking yesterday and what you needed to hear today. And that was an angel doing a little drive-by from a Corvette top down. So don't if you don't hear it right away, then the key is what? To keep to keep. Yeah, don't judge. Don't, don't judge it. Yeah. Feel what you feel. Don't judge, but allow for more in each moment. Allow angels to do their job. I love saying this to Americans. Let angels do their job. Get out of your head. Get into your heart. Park it up here and just let them do their jobs. There's some way that that resonates usually that people are like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Name an activity where you actually let go of all your words and structure and what you know. There's got to be something. Brushing your teeth, um, falling asleep at night on a good night. There's at some point people let go. That's all this is. There's no level of difficulty. No level of difficulty whatsoever. It's that simple. Right. Well, you know, from my experience, it is true that the harder I try, it's like I can't really try. The information is going to come only when I am I'm, like subtly hearing it and willing to hear. But when I force it, I, I don't get it. You know, it has that comes on a, a different kind of timing for me. Yeah. And let's mention something else. Let's go in a different direction. Chakras, auras, consciousness itself is light. But I like to use, you know, unconditional love, universal love. You can see that, you know, not just Celestine prophecy style this way. In India, they do it this way. See the flow of light between your fingers. Um, we did it before the show. I just held my finger up. I did a lighter oh, first. Do it again for people. Well, I just did a lighter first. I said, hey, name any color you see in the regular good old American lighter here, a Bic lighter. Is it Happy. white, gold, yellow? You know, pick a color. Then I held my finger up. Tina nailed it right away and saw my light coming off my finger. And I, I shortcut. I use that to shortcut having to show people their energy. It takes 15 minutes. I've done that for 3,000 people. But here's what I'm getting at. So you see your aura, you see your energy. It's the same energy you use at an airport when you pick up, pick up a loved one. You see them in the crowd. They can't hear you, but you are eyes connect. You're excited. There's that transmission, Buddha style, the leaf or flower sermon. And whatever that energy is, is what we're talking about here. You're surrounded in it. You're flowing it all the time. When you think too much, it either shrinks or you're doing the other side of the picture. A little bit of negativity. Um, and welcome to being human. This is These are eternal questions. We'd be debating this a thousand years ago, a thousand years in the future. Um, there's love and then there's you know unlove. Um, so we're talking about seeing love and you can see consciousness. You can, if someone else has owned it and you each put your finger out, you're each half of the glow stick, you can see the light flowing between you. So pretend the chefs in the kitchen at the five-star hotel are actually getting along. They can see the light flowing between all of them. Ballerinas who are getting along, good luck with that. But how about bandmates that are really rocking it out? You can see their light between them flowing. And what I love is when people put their hand out, obviously you can feel the, you can feel the touch. That's a basic. We can do that today. Anyone can feel someone else's hand. And then they can maybe feel the heat an inch or two out. But what's cool is when you start to see the light flow, and you start to back up. You go a tennis court away and you're still feeling and seeing the light. And when you go to the distance of one end of a Target or a Walmart into the other or a soccer field and you're still seeing the light, that is where it starts to get wild and just short circuits everything you know. And then ask for an angel to make a butterfly out of that light stream that comes out and you're actually looking at a butterfly. So, so um, Michael, is your, is your life happier because of this discovery? Has it shifted? Are you 
I guess you're doing your purpose, right? Turning people on to this. Yeah, but I mean, you're at where you're at. So whether I was happier or less happy before, how would I know? I mean, I was, I thought I was perfectly good. You always think you're per perfectly good, hopefully. Um, so yes, it's more open. It's more uh, curious. I'm learning a lot more about humanity now. There's a million, there's 8 billion people with 8 trillion ways of operating in any given second. And most of that cancels each other out. That's the value of thinking and structure. I'm not knocking any of it. I wouldn't want to change a single person's thought. I want to be encouraging and just suggest, hey, park it for a little bit. Pump the brakes at least. Slow down to five miles an hour instead of 155. Most of us are in a mind Ferrari doing figure eights and donuts in a parking lot. We never live, leave the parking lot to live a little more. It's the Plato's Cave. It's Peaceful Warrior, the deleted scene where Nick Nolte, the actor, who's Socrates, is walking Dan Millman to the bus stop, and he looks over at all the people at the bus stop and says, some of us actually never start living. That's what this is about, is a chance to go way beyond anything you thought. Picture it this way. You haven't had a true love in a long time. You meet your true love. You know, you're hearing bluebirds saying, you're, you're like, oh, pointy bird, oh, pointy bird. That's the equivalent of what this is about, is just falling in love with life again mm. and recognizing that whatever you thought your peak was when you were 14 playing that flute or jazz instrument, the trip to Tahiti, you thought you lost it somehow. Life got tough, constricted. I'm going to argue you've been a constant the whole time, that inner peaceful, fearless warrior thing, um, whatever it is. And that's all this is, is reconnecting with your own flow, learning that all the millions of reasons your, your ego, other people's structure is saying it's not possible gone in a second. You realize, hey, it's no different than you drinking a beautiful glass of water. One moment, all moments can be the same. Good luck with this, but all moments truly can be the same. Wonderful. And well, again, good luck with this because we all have to pay the bills or stress. Mention a political party, mention that country, this country, or that neighbor down the street is a jerk, doesn't put their trash cans out. Or we all know. Yeah. And does yeah. that is that kind of keep that our frequency lower so we're not calling in the angelic realms at that time when we're focused on so much of that? Uh, yeah, that's where you get caught up. I mean, I love the climate thing because I got stunned by another one of those big picture questions. An angel once said, it's not like relax, people. It's not up to humans about the whole climate thing. It's not up to humans right. to fix anything. And that still stuck with me seven years later. I'm like, wow, that's deep. Because I'm not saying you and I are all opening a factory and we want 25 smokestacks instead of seven. That's not what this is about. And this isn't about asking questions where to go to rob the next bank. You'll get told to move on. But there's a greater opportunity before us all, and that is growing your own love, your ball of light. If you're a ball of light, let's do it this way. Your ball of light, I, I'm not a fan of Castaneda, the guy from the 70s, I'm 80s. a fan of Castaneda. I like one of his metaphors, though. The, the ball of light thing, I love it. But otherwise, um, I, you know, he's, it's a lot of Toltec stuff. So well, the, okay. no, there's nothing. Don Miguel Ruiz, I hope he's doing great on the recovery. I love his stuff. Um, but the ball of light thing, how do you flow more love? How do you allow for more love? How do you even feel more love in the midst of all the reasons you shouldn't? There's all the externals that say you shouldn't. There's a war in the Ukraine. There's this, there's that. So let's go back to the thing I said just before Alan got on, which is you can be happy in this very moment for no reason whatsoever. That alone tells like you that. you've got thinking. Yeah, you've got thinking going on because your thinking is going to be like, yeah, but, and it's got a checklist. But what about my dog? He's sick. And what about that neighbor? And what about, you know, mm -hmm. I just lost my favorite shirt. It, it got ruined in the laundry. 
how could I possibly be happy right now? But why are you not a fan of Castaneda, though? I'm just curious. Oh, uh, I mean, look, I've read all his books. I thought it was great. It's just it's it seemed uh, more about trying to get into those other interdimensional stuff. I loved his description of a ball of light. If a person's stuck, I touch them. If it's physical and impersonal, I'll touch them on the shoulder to get them over the fence. Um, but I love Zoom. Zoom works just as well. There's no time and space. I put my hand out. You can see an angel in my hand, a pink ball of light. You put your hand out on your side and bloop and... Yeah, um, here, if anybody wants to give it a go, but this is pushing it. Okay, um, let's push it. Just All see right. if you can see. Here's Joy. Ask Joy to make it nice. Get out of your head, into your heart. If you want to put your hand up first like it's a fireplace, feel some energy off this photo. Just feel a little sparkle, a little vibe, a little heat in your hand. Something, actually. Yeah, so, there you go. So you're over the hump. Ask her for a hug, meanwhile, and get it on your back or the back of your neck or right arm, right, left arm. Goosebumps, yummy in the tummy. There's a million ways to get a hug and get a little energy whoosh or bump. And then the number one question I've had people do as a starter question for 11 years is, hey, Joy, what do I need to know in life right now? But not out loud, from your heart. Leave your eyes on her, let her do her job, and leave your eyes on her and just be like, hey, Joy, what do I need to know right now? If you're stuck a little or you're worried about listening to an angel, you're going to hear, breathe, relax, let go. You've got this. She's got a high, peppy voice. Do you want me to tell you what she just said to me? Please. She says, you are loved. You don't have to do anything to be loved. I love it. And that's totally true. It's a constant. And Alan just hit the home run for the whole show. Sweet. That, well, that's the theme of the whole show is you've got it all right now. Good luck believing it. Good luck listening long enough or good luck pumping the brakes on your Ferrari up here to actually appreciate and allow in this very moment. And then as soon as you pry open one moment, you realize it's all that matters is the moment. There is no time and space. That's the whole, what, what do we call it today? Manifesting or allowing or whatever. I'm not into the manifesting label, but it's the same. Can you get out of your own way to bring in what you actually think you want? Learning to just go with the flow more and get out of your own way is what 90% of this is about. Mm. Amazing, amazing. I can't believe the hour went so fast. John, um, I feel like we we can all like get out and just start to call them in. I think this is a wonderful time. It's the holiday season. Mm. And, and I think one quick ahead. thing is just listening to angels is a 15 minute read. I saw Balls of Light as I was typing it, but if you think I wrote it, thank you very much. It was total 100% angels. They'll tell you that. Um, the epilogue is the best. I think I put a couple pages up for free on my website. Go to my social media. You can find the whole thing. But it's a super short book. You meet seven angels that way, seven photos of angels in there. Perfect. What else? Do you have anything else you want to leave us with? No, that's it. I mean, the website, social media, I try to put way too much material in there. So go poke around if you're curious. Have fun. You don't need me. You don't need any of the institutes, anything else. Obviously, go buy Dan Millman's books and go to, go to Omega, go to Kripalu, go to 1440. Do them all. But when you want to have a direct experience, just grab the universe directly. You are definitely the publicist for the angelic realms. Absolutely. Thank I you very much. I appreciate your enthusiasm. Well, let's play afterwards. And then maybe you guys will do a little two-minute intro for this segment with what happened after the show. What happened? Oh, you mean what's going oh, to happen? What's going after? to happen, Alan? Oh, what what do you think happen? is going to happen? I don't know, but Joan experienced it before the show. So we're doing a lot of now before, after, during stuff. And uh, Joan had a little taste. 
And so, Alan, we're going to be going out of this world. Okay, guys, we just want to thank Michael Andre Ford for coming on with all of his angels, his guides, and, and this really upbeat message that we do not have to despair. We're not alone. They just are actually there waiting for us to call them. So we will have Michael's links below. You'll all be able to see him. And um, I don't know, Michael's an angel too. I wonder if you can ask to see Michael come to you. <laughs> they might think it's, <laughs> they might be confusing you as Archangel Michael, but I have a feeling that you probably show up in people's living rooms too. But that is a story for another day. But Joan, are people watching this program going to have an experience too? I mean, Michael, I'll ask you that. Is there, would you expect? Hey, you know, that's the big question mark. What will you allow for in any given moment? A lot of us won't even watch the old black and white TV stuff anymore. You know, it's got to be news or getting off the iPhone and giving a hug to your dog. That's asking a lot these days. So what will you allow for is the question. I love it. All right, Michael, we'll see you in the back room. We'll hey. see you on the other side Thanks. in every place and really appreciate this incredible wisdom. Thank Alan you. Allen. Is Joan, that amazing? Another out of this world interview. Is it out of this world? So when when I come out later, I think we ought to sit around and just like ask them to show up. Yeah. And even grab a camera and yeah. see what we can do. Because if anyone can at least call angels, we should be able to call some angels too. What do you think? Great. Thanks. This is another one in our famous series that Joan and I are doing with extraterrestrials, interdimensionals, angels, anything out of this world. Right? Is welcomed on the show. So. Is welcome on the show, including Alan and Joan. All right. right. Have, uh, guys, you can check out Alan's New Realities TV. We put the links during the show for you. We have them below. You can check out Joan of Angels as well. And um, let's get well, ready. And thank everyone for tuning in. Thank you. Oh, Dad, yeah, everybody. Gloria. Thank you so and much. Get better soon, and Jean, being with us. And Patricia and Geraldine and well, anyway, all the people that tune and SB SB has been. A, oh, a Sam's been on the longest. Just to mention him, he started out in the very very beginning. Guys, we love seeing you here. We didn't ask where you're from in the physical because Michelle we Lee. wanted to know where you are from the celestial realms today. So well, ask your angels. That's what I say. Ask your angels where you're from. Um, ask if, them for if help. You want to touch with your angels, ask Joan of Angels because she'll she's like a uh, a medium between the angel realm. I love it. I love it. I love all the support we all get and give for each other. Guys, you have a fun time getting out of this world today. Check with your angels, and I think the world's going to be a better place. Thank, thank you, Joan. See you soon. I know we See love you. everyone. All right. So happy. So upbeat after talking to Michael too. Right. Yes, I'm glad. I, I, I wanted to do that for you, kind of shift the vibration and open up the world. Sweet. Okay. All right. Got to love you, too. All right. Bye for now, everyone. We'll see you on our next episode of Out of This World with Joan and Alan. Thank you.